Well, hello, folks. Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy. I'm your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm coming at you with another bonus episode. I've got about one more week until we're back to season three, where we're going to do a whole lot more stuff about ghosts and the paranormal and cryptids. Uh, I know some of you guys are like, oh, man, mental health again. But we got to do that in these winter months, you guys. We got to talk about our good mental health and robust living uh, when it's relevant. And so that's why last season was very much about mental health and all that. But uh, this season's going to be much more uh, focused on the paranormal and uh, some of my views. And uh, we'll try to break things down and try to understand what it is that we're seeing here. What is going on? Is this all hoaxes or is it or is there really something to this? We want to know the truth, you know. Um, but then also I want to kind of uh, talk about something that came up the other day. Uh, speaking about hoaxes, uh, there's a guy claiming to be an empath out there on Instagram. I'm not going to uh, identify him by name, but he is a gentleman who uh, seems to spend a majority of his free time on Instagram to find people that he thinks aren't empaths who claim to be empaths and then making their life a living hell for them now he has not targeted me yet thankfully i was able to find him accidentally and block him but at the end of the day it's not because i'm afraid of you guys finding out something uh, i am very proud to be an empath um, but we all express ourselves differently we all have different points of view and so anyone who's going to go out there and say, well, if you don't believe this and you don't believe that, then you're not a true empath, those people are more dangerous than, than good. And so we need to identify people in our society claiming to be helpers who are actually uh, more harmful than help. And so I want to go into that. We'll talk about it. Uh, but this show is about an hour long. We're going to talk about the YouTube. We're going to talk about my Patreon page and the tier system that I'm creating. Uh, but mostly, we're going to talk a little bit about how in our society, some people seem to do more harm than good. And they, and they claim to do it in the spirit of good. And that's what makes it so darn weird. Uh, we're just living in a punitive society of haters. And uh, we have to be able to identify those people who are looking to harm us. So that's what this show will be about. Thank you for joining me. We're going to be back to season three in one week. And uh, in the meantime, I'm uh, kind of just clickety-clacketing away, trying to get stuff done for you. But uh, thank you for joining me. And we'll see you next week. But uh, in the meantime, here you go. Another bonus episode. Let's begin. Hey, guys. Welcome to another bonus episode of Surviving Empathy. I am your host, Brian Russell. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to talk about a few things that have been on my mind, as well as catch you guys up on what's going on with the podcast and what's going on with the Chef Fry comedy brand and everything else. And really, this is just going to be an impromptu thing. I, I don't imagine this will go too long, but you know me. I, I, have a, I have a gift for gab, boy, so you never know. It could go into an hour, but uh, hopefully this will just kind of give you a little bit of a bird's eye view of who I am, what I'm trying to do for you, and uh, what's been going on and what's on my noggin as of late. Um so, what order to put this in? Uh, the first thing I will tell you is that um, I go on hiatus after every season for about one month. I, I went on hiatus the first season for two months, and I found it to be just way too long. Um, it just It's just too long. You, you feel like you lose touch with too many things. You get too disconnected. There's t It's too much time, you know. So, a month, 
I thought was a nice magic number. And um, yeah, it's been working out pretty good. And this is a short month, so it's going by really fast. Um, so, you know, here at Chef Bride Comedy, as you guys know, we're trying to be a resource for empaths. Uh, we're trying to be a mental health resource. Uh, Rebecca and I do have a background in um, the medical field. I was an EMT. Rebecca was a medical assistant. She worked for a pediatric office for 18 years before she started doing, um, you know, uh, general care for adults as well up in Washington. And so uh, I, I only did it for a brief time. I was a massage therapist. I was an EMT. And I was uh, also a... Um, a phlebotomist. I worked for a blood center where we went around and did blood drives and such. Uh, at, at the end of the day, you know, that's why I talk so much about being a soldier and uh, a boy scout, if you will, because Rebecca and I, we're, we're at the age now where we're still at the age where we still want to have fun and we still want to be spontaneous and we still want to have this beautiful, joyous, active life and robust health and life, you know, uh, but, but we also are now getting to the age where, you know, uh, old age is, is creeping on us, boy. <laughs> and, uh, it, it rears its head in funny ways sometimes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, later, but, uh, I, I really wanted to come here to let you guys know that, um, first of all, I, I very much appreciate that you guys, uh, take the time to listen. Um, here at Surviving Empathy Podcast, we do not talk about people and, and things to be hurtful or hateful or spiteful or to spread gossip or rumors. We are not drama queens. Um, and that brings me to uh, my point. Uh, I posted something the other day on Instagram about Joe Rogan. Um, I don't actively watch politics every day anymore. I stay in the loop. I keep my ear to the ground. I kind of try to figure out what's going on with politics to see if there's movement on change and movement on policies that I care about. But at the end of the day, I don't take sides. I'm not a, am I a big time progressive? Yes. Am I a Bernie Sanders guy? Yes. But do I have sometimes a problem with the militant aspects of policy and politics? Yes, I do. I think I think the woke mafia, if you will, the woke culture is getting a little too punitive, a little too um, just dangerously slipping into the same category as uh, extremists on the right. They're turning into uh, riled up uh, people. They're militant. And uh, sometimes that comes off as hatred. And sometimes that uh, your po- when your politics informs your senses um, and then you start getting hateful or hurtful of others. That's where I'm like, you know, because I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I get mad. I get tired of people. I get, I talk shit sometimes when I'm not on the microphone, you know, I'm a human being, you know, but that being said, um, <clears throat> this show is to promote positivity and hope and encouragement and, and, and how to live a more robust and healthy life especially if you're an empath and especially if you have mental health concerns. Um, that doesn't mean that we're not here for everybody, though. We are absolutely here for everybody. That includes Christians and that includes the right. The If you're a Republican, welcome. Uh, just that they probably don't like some of the things I have to say because a lot of people will take some of the criticisms that I have about the right-wing media or the right-wing people like Trump and they'll say, well, yeah, but what about you know, it's that what about isn't thing. And, uh, little do they know because they probably didn't listen. Um, I have criticized the left as well, uh, when necessary. Um, 
It's just that you have to align yourself with the side that uh, most represents your values and your sense of what you think change, what changes need to, to happen in this country to make the country a more stable and prosperous and happy uh, place. Uh, that being said, it's a shit show out there, you guys, and it feels like every four years we're just shuffling papers to the left and then to the right and then back to the left and then back to the right. And, you know, they talk about the pendulum. You know, the pendulum swings both ways. Um, every time we get a far left president, we end up with a far right president after. And every time he fucks shit up, we, we get back to a far left Democrat. Well, I wish it was further left. But the, the point is, is that politics can be very divisive these days. And so Rebecca and I try to remove ourselves from the daily grind of politics. So getting back to my story, I, I posted this thing on uh, Instagram. And it was just this thing about... Uh, Joe, it showed a picture of Joe Rogan, and then it had these above him were these 10 dentists, and it's like nine out of 10 dentists. Well, here, I'll just read it to you. Hold on. I want to get it right, but uh, hang tight here. Okay, so here it is. It says nine out of 10 dentists recommend flossing, and it shows a picture of Joe Rogan underneath, and then it says that 10th dentist must be on to something. Let's get him on the podcast. You know, and the joke being is that, you know, uh, he tends to peddle uh conspiracy conspiracy conspiratorial and conspiracy theory points of view you know and uh i got a lot of flack for it but i also got a love a lot of love for it too i have a lot of people liked it and agreed with me and i think a lot of people think that that's my political view that i uh, somehow don't like joe rogan or that i somehow uh so you know have some far left agenda and that's not the case um i actually uh, believe that freedom is freedom. And if you want to, you know, leave Spotify because you don't agree with Joe Rogan's points of view, you have every right to do that. That being said, I don't, I believe in freedom. If Joe Rogan wants to talk about certain things and he wants to kind of get into the nitty gritty of your more, um, controversial points of view, I think that can be a good thing. But where we draw the line, where do we draw that line when we're talking about conspiratorial points of view? You know, that's the thing. And so um, what I wrote here is um, somebody wrote, uh, so you support Joe Rogan and the constant search for truth, right? And uh, I'm not sure if he was kidding or not. Uh, this gentleman is a f- uh, friend of mine and colleague runs a podcast. Uh, I won't say his name, but uh, I was just kind of like, um, I said, uh, I'm all for giving unpopular opinions a voice, but there's a difference between marginal thinking and spreading lies, conspiracy theories, and bogus hyped up nonsense. Um, Then I said, it's a joke, people. I like Joe Rogan, generally speaking, but this is not a political or divisive issue. Sometimes he's good. Sometimes he props up conspiracy theorist points of views. But you do you. This is a joke post, for fuck's sake, you know? <laughs> um, and then I wrote here, um, oh, and then, so you, you support his constant search for truth, right? And I said, uh, could, could, is that what he's doing? Could have fooled me, you know? So the point is, is that it makes me look like I have this uh, far left point of view. But the truth is, is that these days, people do not seem to know where the line should be drawn between uh, marginal thinking, and that, <clears throat> when I say marginal thinking, I'm talking about points of view that have nuance, points of view that have, uh, that tippy-toe near the line of getting a little bit conspiracy theorist. You know what I'm saying? 
And so it's become uh, exceedingly difficult these days to, for people, it seems, to know where the line is. And so I'm, I'm a freedom guy. Um, I am a progressive, but I also tippy-toe once in a while in that, um, you know, uh, that, uh, what, what do they call those guys? That liberal, li- libertarian point of view. And I, so I've sometimes jokingly called myself a liberal-tarian because at the, at, on, on, because the truth is, you guys, is that I don't have a political slant. I don't have a leftist agenda. What I have is a desire for freedom, peace, order, sanity, kindness, positivity, hope, opportunity for regular people, good mental health care, um, uh, taking care of police officers, but making sure that their scope of practice is narrow so that they don't have to become our counselors. You cannot solve mental health issues with a bullet. And so we need to reduce their scope of practice and let the mental health care professionals handle those sorts of things for themselves and let the police officers handle violent predators and criminals, right? And so I don't have really controversial points of view, but we now live in a culture, you guys, that is so politically divided by where you get your news. If you get your news at Fox News, you're going to be this way and this way and this way. If you get your news from MSNBC or the Young Turks, you're going to have certain points of view. Now, that being said, do I agree more often with Young Turks than Fox News? Absolutely, because I tend to believe that uh, the truth has a liberal bias. And I'm sorry to say that if you're a right winger, but, um, you know, <clears throat> we are not, we don't want a, a autocratic fascistic society and we do not want the truth obscured by whataboutisms. You know, in other words, uh, when there's an agenda behind every segment on Fox News, it tends to play more on your emotions than it plays with facts. And so I have a problem with that. Um, that being said, do I, think that the the left is perfect? No, far from it. I, I have told you openly that I think MSNBC has this tendency to try to uh, obfuscate the truth by being classy, by being uh, intellectual. They, they like to hide their agendas more sneakily by being classy. You know, their classiness allows them, gives them, uh, <clears throat> gives them room to sort of get away with these agendas that don't sound as hateful as Fox News. Um, that being said, I do believe that the uh, MSNBC does play in facts more often than, than, than Fox News. That being said, I don't take sides. I just want the world to function, you know? So the point that I'm making is that I like Joe Rogan. I, I think he's a cool guy. I, I love his dog. Um, I just don't feel like he contributes enough to society in a positive way. Um, do I think some of his interviews are fun and interesting? Sure. Uh, do do podcasters have a responsibility uh, towards the betterment of society? That's where we defer. I believe we do. I believe that we have a responsibility with a voice to be saying things that uh, promote the truth, that promote uh you know, uh, independent thinking and that promote, um, uh, you know, uh, just points of view uh, that, that give rise to greater clarity and greater truth. Um, and, and sometimes Joe Rogan does that. And sometimes Joe Rogan doesn't do that. In other words, every once in a while, he'll get a conspiracy theorist on and they'll go full bananas for a while. And then, you know, the next episode, he'll 
talk about this, this, and this. And, you know, he'll, he'll even say, he'll admit, I'm a liberal, but I just get tired of Hollywood and the woke culture. And I have to agree with that sometimes. You know, I do believe that wokeness should be a good thing, but it's become negative because it's, they've become spiteful. They've become hateful. They've become about canceling people. They've, they've turned this into a radicalization of the left, <clears throat> just like, uh, some of the, uh, more colorful uh, people on the right. Uh, you know, our, our left and right wing phrase, uh, seem to be running the party and the movements these days and all the pragmatists and centrists out there. Not to say that I'm centrist. I have some pretty left wing views in terms of societal policy. Um, but in terms of, uh, not wanting to make waves, I don't have a lot of, uh, you know, fray points of view, you know. Uh, most of my points of view are pretty pragmatic and pretty sensible, you know, and and there are a lot of points of view in terms of fixing our economy that I think we could uh, we could learn a thing or two from Europe and other countries, you know. So I just wanted to address that because I do think that Joe Rogan puts out pretty good work, but it really just depends on where you co- fall on a, a public figure's uh, Uh, responsibility towards the truth and bettering our society and i just feel like joe rogan is a nice guy for the most part and and he does sometimes do some pretty good work but every once in a while he does seem to kind of tippy toe especially when it comes to covid uh in that conspiracy theory point of view and uh i I don't listen to his show a lot so i don't want to go into the weeds on that um but i do believe people have the freedom to be whatever the fuck they want and and so uh, we have a right to listen to Joe Rogan. We have a right to like him. We have a right to um, uh, simply promote him and to promote his way of life. Um, but I also feel like we have a right to um, stand up against him. We have a right to voice our opinion when we don't agree with him. And and so for me, personally, I just think that Joe Rogan uh, does some pretty good work, uh, thoughtful stuff, um, but he's making a lot of money, way more money than I'm earning. I can tell you that uh, I don't make any money yet. <laughs> uh, and, and that's going to, uh, I'm going to talk later about my Patreon, but, um, getting back to my point is that, um, Joe Rogan makes a lot of money for somebody who, uh, you know, he, he, he martyrs himself. He's like, Oh, poor me. I'm so in the limelight and I, I'm so tired of Hollywood. I'm going to go move out to Austin because I'm a big baby. It's like, whatever. You make like $26 million a year. What do I fucking care where you move? And the fact that he's so big that he can still put on a show from Austin, Texas. Not, a, I mean, yes, it is a liberal bastion, but Hollywood types don't usually go to Texas very often. But eh, to each their own. My point is, is that's what freedom is, you guys. You don't have to agree with everybody. Um, <clears throat> but that being said, when we don't agree with people, we should not start getting into mentalities of punishing the wicked. And, and, and that brings to me my, to my next topic. So, uh, wrapping up Joe Rogan, he's an okay guy. Uh, I love his dog. Um, I think he puts out some thoughtful work, but he does have a tendency to tippy toe into conspiracy theorist points of view. And he has every right to do that in terms of freedom. I just happen to uh, disagree when he talks about COVID stuff. <clears throat> I would much prefer that he, um, stay, uh, on target with what's best practices for, the community and four community guidelines that will ensure the safety and efficacy of getting through this fucking pandemic. We're sick of it. We're tired of wearing masks. And so when everybody starts doing their part, we can t- 
COVID will be eradicated. If we all stayed home for two weeks and, and nobody left and, and nothing got spread, we would be over this by now. But people keep going out there, we're not wearing masks, not caring about their personal responsibility. And so it just keeps going on and on and on and on. And we're going to be doing dealing with this for five more years, probably, you guys. And I'm just, I'm tired of it. And so I do believe that Joe Rogan, as a very famous public figure, should perhaps just let the CDC do its job and, and quit chiming in because he's got legions of fans who are right wingers and it just, it placates their fantasy. Okay. So that's my problem with it. Okay. So talking about social media, I go on Instagram while I'm on hiatus and I try to, you know, talk with you guys. I try to hang out and post jokes and things. And so um, some people, you know, realize that, you know, Joe Rogan, you know, is is not doing a good job when it comes to supplying good information when it comes to COVID. So, so let's just leave it there. Everything else he's doing, he has the freedom to do so. Um, I, ha- I just happen to disagree with him on that point. I do think he's a nice guy. I do think he's a, a good guy. Um, but, um, yeah, do I, do I think he deserves that much money? I don't think he's that fucking thoughtful. If you're going to make that kind of money, maybe you could, I don't know, step it up intellectually speaking. Uh, okay. Uh, but then I, I was, I was looking for my empath tribe one day on, on social media and I was looking for more empath uh, pages I could go to because I want to spread the word, you know? <clears throat> um, and, and I'm the kind of, empath where some empaths are very spiritual some are very effeminate some are very um magical and mystical and some act like wiccans and witches some act like new ages and such and they believe in the crystals and all that and and i've told you guys about all that energy is intention so we have uh crystals in the room we 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 you know it's like rebecca says you know uh doesn't hurt, might help. <laughs> so, so I am not a hater when it comes to new age stuff. Um, I, I tend to be- try to inform you guys based off of my own personal experiences. Um, I am not a new ageist. I am not a, I'm, I'm a scientific pragmatist. Um, that being said, I do understand the dynamic, I do understand the dynamics of energy better than regular people because I'm an empath and that informs some of my thinking when it comes to energy and intention. So that being said, I was looking for more empaths. I was like, yeah, I got to find my tribe, man. And, uh, and I, I let other empaths be what they are. <clears throat> if you have different beliefs than me, that's okay. You know, that's okay. Um, so I was looking and one day I found this guy and I'm not going to say who he is because I don't want people supporting him, but he, uh, has a page on Instagram where he talks about uh, lion, wolves in sheep's clothing, if you will. He talks about empaths being fakers, and and I've talked to you guys about that a little bit myself. So, but I want to give you the difference: is that he doesn't believe in the dark triad. I my most popular episode is about the dark triad, um, which is a you know three personality traits that uh, lead you into that dark impulses the dark personality types it's narcissism uh it's uh machiavellianism and it's uh sociopathy right okay so um that being said um i don't do the shows on the dark triad uh to promote that philosophy i'm just trying to educate people out there on different points of view doesn't mean that i necessarily subscribe to it all 
but I don't necessarily not subscribe to it either. It depends on the circumstances, right? Well, this guy, I, I was looking at some of his posts and he was talking about how <clears throat> he doesn't subscribe to the Dark Triad. But further than that, he his whole page is about finding empaths and 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 trying to um, expose them for their big lie, right? <clears throat> and I'm all for that if 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 he was doing work exposing sociopaths pretending to be empaths, right? But I started noticing that he doesn't believe in certain things and he disagrees with it. And if he doesn't agree with it, he will try to expose an empath as being a fake or a fraud. And I don't really feel like, A, I don't know that he's really an empath. He might be a sociopath because he's expo- he's he is uh, like the woke uh, culture uh, trying to cancel people. He is trying to get people busted. He is trying to expose people um, when they really haven't done that much wrong. They have a point of view that conflicts with his, right? That's not necessarily a reason to get somebody um, busted or get somebody canceled simply because you have a differing, differing point of view about the dark triad. That's not right. And so I was just reading over, combing over his stuff, and I started to realize, wow, he's got a vendetta. He is on a mission to kill everybody that he disagrees with. And that is a part of why I don't always like the woke part of leftist movements. It's extreme. It riles people up. It makes people militant. And it makes people uh, vengeful and hateful. And uh, and I noticed this guy uh, just was doing that. He is trying to expose the liars and the fiends and all these bad people. But a lot of the people that he's trying to expose just simply subscribe to a different philosophy than him. That doesn't necessarily mean they're not empaths. It does not mean that they're necessarily bad people. And it doesn't definitely doesn't mean that you have the right to try to cancel them or call them out in public simply because you have an opposing point of view, you know. That's what freedom is all about. Do, do we all have the freedom to think what we want? Yes. Does he have the freedom to do what he's doing? Yes and no. Yes, technically he has the freedom to do these things. He is put in a position where America the free, free speech, I can say what I want, right? Yes, of course. So so does he have that freedom? Yes. But is he in the right? I don't believe he is. I believe he's trying to um he's trying to make himself out to be a bigger or better or stronger empath than others and he's trying to um eradicate his competition by trying to get people the public to hate these people so that he looks bigger or better or stronger and that my friends is fucking wrong. He might be a dark empath he might be a sociopath. He might be none of those things. He might just be an asshole. And so I blocked him. <laughs> I blocked him because that's dangerous stuff. It's not because, you know, can my, do I feel like I, as an empath, could live up to scrutiny? I do. I would take any empath in the world, say, come on over and <clears throat> vet me all you want. You know, I can tell you how I, what I feel. I can tell you when it started. I can tell you my different quote unquote powers. Sorry, you guys, my, my, sorry, you guys, my voice today is, uh, shit. I'm trying to drink coffee, but it's just one of those winter days. Um, 
And so, you know, I uh, always try to come correct when it comes to what I believe being an empath is and what I believe it isn't. Um, I do believe there are certain people out there in the public sphere who try to make being an empath out to be this new age thing. Um, do I agree with that? Not always, but but I don't think that they're necessarily phonies or frauds. I just think that when <clears throat> there's a difference between somebody who's trying to uh, win over the public through deception and lies and, 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 and simply trying to uh, espouse their um, mastery of a particular um, spiritual art, you know, and I think a lot of women out there, some have YouTube channels, some have podcasts, um, some are men, so I don't want to pick on just females. Uh, but my point is, is that some people uh, just have a different way of looking at it all. Um, you might use different terminology. You might believe in different things. At the end of the day, we have, we're going to defer from time to time. We're not always going to feel the same about energy as others. Some people believe in the dark triad. Some don't believe in the dark triad. Um, that's okay. The, the only reason I presented it to you is so you can understand what it is. Um, and you may see that there's a lot of validity to it. That being said, do I believe that every single person falls in the dark triad? No. Do I believe every sociopath have certain traits that are similar and in line with the dark triad? Yes, indeed, I do. I believe that there is always, in all sociopaths, a little bit of narcissism, a little bit of psychopathy, or sociopathy, if you will, and a little bit of um, uh, Machiavellianism, which is to use people, to manipulate um, so I just found his Instagram page very, very destructive because if he truly was an empath, he would not have a mission to cancel and destroy people. And, uh, so I blocked him because I don't want him to find me one day. He'll be, he'll target me. And then I'm going to be uh, going through this internet war with this person. And then I might have to find some legal way to shut him up. Uh, simply because he is trying to expose people that disagree with him. And that's the thing. We're allowed to disagree with each other, ladies and gentlemen. And that's the point of why I brought up the Joe Rogan thing, is that you guys, ladies and gentlemen, we are <clears throat> all entitled to our opinion. We all live in a free country. Well, most of us. Um, we Most of us live in a, a, a democracy. And so we are afforded natural uh, inalienable uh, freedoms to talk and think freely, and that allows us to grow and become better people. But <clears throat> sometimes people get it in their craw that other people are it wrong or incorrect or perhaps don't have it all right, and uh, they make it their own personal vendetta and mission to um, to hurt and cancel others. And I find that fucking not only weird. But I find it disgusting. And so <clears throat> maybe someday I'll expose this guy. Today is not the day. Um, but I just feel like, you know, there's a difference between trying to expose liars and manipulators and trying to expose people who are simply uh, having different ways of interpreting uh, what being an empath is. You know, there are different ways of talking about it. There are different ways of thinking about it. Some people feel 
very strongly about having uh, these certain powers and gifts, whereas some people like myself take a more, um, you know, everyday sort of everyday man approach. I don't get into a lot of the um, spiritual arts. <clears throat> That's not to say that I don't dabble. I, I always try to read and learn more about it because sometimes that helps me uh, get better at understanding the 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 um the dynamics of energy and the dynamics of um, of society and um, how we can use our gift to our advantage rather than our disadvantage. Uh, but at the end of the day, I want people to have diverse points of view. That's the point of, of living in a free society, you guys. And while people do have the freedom to oppose each other, they do have the freedom to um, <clears throat> disagree uh, vehemently, um, at the end of the day, we should not be canceling people simply because they differ from us in our point of views. The one thing that you know by now is that, yeah, yes, I don't like all Trump supporters. Yes, I do believe it is a, a destructive and vile movement uh, in general. But I have told you about people who do it right. They, they go on airplanes. They're wearing their Trump hat. They're wearing their T-shirts. They're wearing the Trump mask. And they keep their mouth shut and they don't bother other people. That's how liberals should act too. We should, you know, we have a right to stand, stand up for ourselves and our values. We have a right to believe what we feel is right. But we do not have a right to try to punish and hurt others simply because they're different from us. And so, yes, sometimes I take issue with uh, the right-wing movement and the right-wing media when they lie or, or obfuscate the truth, or try to blur the lines of reality, I have a problem with that. <clears throat> but that doesn't mean that I have a problem with Republicans. That does not mean I have a, re a problem with all Trumpers. It does not mean I have a problem with the Republican Party in and of itself. It's just some of the things that have become popular, and, and in practice, what is becoming in, in vogue, if you will, what's becoming in vogue in the right-wing hemisphere is... It's more about the cult of personality than it's about good policy. And so do I have an issue with that? Sure. But I'm not going to pick on and try to cancel people for being different. You know, I'm not going to point out right wingers and try to get their show canceled or try to get their Instagram canceled or something like that. That is nonsense. So, you know, if you're an empath and you think that it's okay to hurt and cancel others, then maybe you're not an empath. Maybe you, you're just trying to feel special. Uh, and, and because a true empath would not, would not, I, I repeat, would not try to hurt others openly. That doesn't mean that we don't talk our shit to ourselves in the privacy of our own home. That doesn't mean that we, um, are right about everything, but, but you do not have a right to try to cancel others simply because they have a different point of view. Um, I try very hard on this show to be accurate. I try very hard on this show to show you that when I'm negative, when I'm getting negative, that it's to illustrate that the world can be negative, that people can be negative, not to pick on individuals. You know, it's to, it's to uh, highlight the uh, regressiveness in our society so that we can have a more forward thinking and classy society. That's what it's about. So I would never, you know, like, like when I talk about Joe Rogan. I never talk about Joe Rogan when it comes to his more controversial points of view because I'm not trying to cancel Joe Rogan. Do I think he has a greater responsibility at his money-earning 
uh, capacity? Does he have a responsibility to speak the truth? Sure. Um, but I'm not going to go on a tirade about him and his more conspiratorial points of view because it's not my right. You know, I just don't feel personally like I need to tackle that because my show is not about politics. It's it, I get political from time to time because I do believe that sociopathic tendencies and and uh, do uh, get into our public political discourse. And so sometimes they interweave and they, you know, we, but at the end of the day, I, I do not want to cancel people. No. So my fellow empaths, we have to learn to um, agree to disagree sometimes without being disagreeable. We can all disagree from time to time, but if your idea of, of, of justice is to call strangers out on a public social media platform in order to harm them or to shame them, shame on you. No fucking way. Are you kidding me? That is so weird. And so that was my problem with this guy is that not only is he claiming to be an empath, um, but notice I didn't give you his name because it's not my job to cancel him. It is not my job to harm him. Or, uh, But I do feel like he is doing a disservice to empaths because he's targeting empaths claiming to be a better empath than them. And I feel like what he's trying to do is eliminate the competition, frankly. And this is not a competition, you guys. I've told you, being an empath, most people have it to some degree. The only people that don't have it at all are sociopaths and narcissists um, because they're, they, they lack self-awareness. They, But if, you know, say they hurt, maybe, maybe they did something bad and they learned and got punished for for it and then became better people and then eventually came around to becoming more sensitive people could those people be redeemed sure i think a lot of sociopathic behaviors are learned they're not necessarily inherent we learn these traits as a defense mechanism in our society and so i don't um try to cancel people i try to let people have their own points of view um, but I did one day, you know, do an episode where I, not the whole episode, but I did talk at the end about how some people, uh, pose as something that they're not. And I, and my only point was is that if you're an empath, great, you know, no problem. You might not have your views might be different than mine and that's all right. Um, <clears throat> but at the end of the day, um, you don't have a right to claim mastery over the spiritual arts, because we cannot master. We can only practice. We can only get better. We can only improve with time, but we will never fully understand the spiritual arts. We will never fully understand the paranormal. And that's why these things are fascinating, because we're continuing to grow and learn and have theories and then test our theories. And so over time, hopefully, you know, if the, if a paranormal group or, 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 or an empath or somebody, is trying to learn and grow in the field, um, over time, that's going to strengthen our understanding of energy and intention. It's going to strengthen our understanding of, of ghosts and the paranormal and that world of, because a lot of it is just energy and how that energy uh, uh, interacts, how that energy um, dissipates, how that energy um, shrinks and, and, and grows depending on it, uh, how we can pull energy. Um, it's all it's all theoretical. None of this is set in stone. And but there have been in the paranormal community 
certain uh, baselines of understanding that we have grown as a culture. We've grown as a society to believe certain things are true, you know, just through uh, anecdotal observation, you know. And I do believe over time that is a good thing. It means that we're slowly getting better. You know, I have a theory myself about uh, the seven phases of a ghost. Um, I say five to seven because there's like in-between phases, but at the end of the day, uh, the smallest phase, of course, is a um, an orb. Uh, some people believe in orbs. A lot of people don't. Jason Hawes doesn't believe in orbs, and I find that weird because I've seen orbs on their TV show <laughs> during uh, corroborating evidence where there's like uh, an EVP, and then you see an orb, and then he'll say, well, I, I, I hear the EVP, but I don't believe in orbs. It's like, how can you fully dismiss orbs? I don't get that. But to each their own. I, I, I'm not trying to cancel Jason Hawes. I never have. Um, he's entitled to that because he isn't, he is his own person. He's been in this a lot longer than me. Uh, he's got a reason for that point of view and to each their own, I always say. Um, but, uh, the, the biggest phase of a ghost would be a full bodied apparition, um, that, that is not transparent. And so there's all these phases of a ghost of uh, the phases of a manifestation. You know, uh, sometimes you'll see a picture or a wisp. Sometimes the wisp, looks like a partial image. And I've noticed that sometimes we think it's a wisp, but what it is is just a partial image. And so it's just trying to differentiate the ways in which a ghost can manifest itself to us so that we can detect it in some way, whether that's audibly or visually. So, um, but, but do I have it all figured out? No, it's just, it's, it's theoretical. It's a theory. Um, <clears throat> I offer my theories to you. Maybe you'll agree with it. Maybe you will not. And that's okay. That's the thing, you guys. It's okay to disagree with each other from time to time. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, at the end of the day, you guys, uh, this whole show, this whole mission is about making the world a better, kinder place. And we cannot do that if we're vilifying everybody that we disagree with. Um, I don't agree always with uh, Joe Rogan. Um, but I still think, like, in general, do I think he is a stand-up dude? Yeah, why not? Yeah, he's not a criminal. Um, I think what this uh, other guy is doing on Instagram is much worse than what Joe Rogan's doing, because even though Joe Rogan sometimes entertains conspiratorial points of view, he never out and out said that he believes those things, did he? I don't know. I don't watch it very much. But the point is, is that I would be much more worried about somebody who's actively trying to cancel people and, and bust people. Um, because what if he's wrong? What if he's wrong? What if he's attacking real empaths and uh, he's wrong and he, and he's, he's doing a disservice because if he's wrong, he's outing people that don't deserve to be outed as frauds. Um, do I like frauds? No, of course not. I think if you're an empath, you should be proud of it. Um, but you don't have to come out as an empath if you don't want to. Some people do. Um, I did because I couldn't deny it anymore. After so many years of dealing with that, I finally realized what it was and what I am. And I got to the point where I wanted to come out as an empath because I, it was empowering for me. But not every empath wants to come out. And there is no shame in it, but at, my point is, is that everybody sees the world from a different lens. And sometimes people are partially right. Some people are entirely wrong, uh, and, and everywhere in between. But we as citizens do not have the right to hurt others if, unless we have very 
well-constructed proof of, of, of wrongdoing or hoaxing. You know, do I want to expose hoaxers? Sure. Do I want to expose frauds? Absolutely. But what he's doing is dangerous because he's not meeting the burden of proof, and that's dangerous. And, and, and not only is it dangerous, but he's trying to make himself out to be a bigger or better empath than other so-called empaths because of perhaps it's jealousy, perhaps it's his mission to eradicate the competition, or most innocent answer is perhaps he just has a very strict uh, point of view and anyone that doesn't um, agree with his philosophy, um, he feels is the enemy. And that is misguided as well. So anyways, enough of that. The point is, is I like people in general, but I worry, worry, worry you guys about our society becoming so big and punitive. People have become so nasty. People have become so immature. And uh, it's like Thor in the Avengers. You people are so petty and small. <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't understand why people can't just stay in their own lane and live and let live, you know. But um, anyway, uh, moving on, I wanted to tell you guys uh, uh, that right now in the month of February, uh, I'm working on my Patreon and my YouTube channel, you guys. And uh, I'm going to have merch for you guys. I'm going to um, do a the way I'm going to structure the YouTube channel is I am going to make it a supplementary channel. And what do I mean? What's the difference? The difference is that I'm not trying to make it as a YouTuber. I will post samples of the show uh, for people's uh, viewing pleasure. Uh, it'll probably be vi- uh, audio only. And I'm doing that to move traffic to the podcast because there's, I'm trying to accomplish two things with the with the um, YouTube channel, and that is, uh, I want people to know and get to see me and know who I am, and I want my empath tribe to uh, be able to interact with me and and see video of me and Rebecca in our real life, so that we can have have a relationship. You know, I think that bonding is very essential and important. Um, but also, I'm doing it because I want to drive traffic to the show. If I put everything up there, nobody would have a reason to go to Apple or Google or Amazon or anywhere else to listen to the show. And so um, we have to be pragmatist about that. And uh, so I will put excerpts and I'm probably going to put up a uh, demo reel of all my best stuff. And I can use that for promotional uh, purposes. I can use it for job purposes. Um, and I'm going to put up a whole bunch of just random thoughts and videos of Rebecca and I living our daily life um, so that you can see that um, Rebecca and I aren't trying to be perfect. We're not trying to sell you on perfection. Um, being in the public light for us is weird for us because we are such regular people that um, we don't believe we have the right, really, to um, be better than anybody else. And that's why we try not to you know, that's why we try not to be better than anyone else. We try to come correct because at the end of the day, we all have, uh, we're all learning and growing in real time. We're all energetically sensitive. We're all dealing with emotional and, and life problems. And we all um, are dealing with those in different ways and in different intensities. And so at the end of the day, who am I to poo-poo on somebody else who's going through something that I can't identify with? Um, as an empath, I can usually sense whether or not their energy is pure or not, 
whether they're the genuine article or not. And so long as these people are coming correct and, and being them their true self, I don't mind that we defer. I don't care that we defer in politics. I don't care that we defer in our understanding of being an empath. And I don't care whether or not we share the same views in, in life, just so long as we share a common uh, understanding of uh, of decency and morality of ethics just you know it's like i talk about my friend craig uh craig is a trump supporter um <clears throat> we can't be different in politics but what he has that my friend Corey, for example doesn't have is he has um good values and a relaxing personality in other words he doesn't um become radicalized and then become uh, violent or or aggressive based on the fact that he's a trump supporter he's simply I believe this, this, and this, and that's it. He's good to his kids. He's good to his wife. He's a caring, kind person. Uh, occasionally, he'll get a little too macho for my taste, but that's okay. He, it's kind of, for him, it's a little tongue-in-cheeky, so hey, more power to him. That's my point is live and let live, you guys. You do not have, we do not have to uh, cancel people simply because they're different from us. Um, in fact, that's what the beauty of a free country is, but if we... Every time somebody we disagree with, we go out and try to eradicate them. That <laughs> I think that crosses a line of decency. Um, and do you technically have the freedom to do that? Sure. Um, but why would we want to cancel people? I think at the end of the day, we want people to come to their own conclusions about everything in life so that they can become their own unique individual. And if we uh, force people to think like us, force people to believe what we believe, we are not allowing people to learn and grow and become who they were meant to be in in real time. They they are absolutely entitled to be different from us, and we do not have the right to punish them. That you know. That being said, do I do I not do I dislike hoaxers? Sure, I think there's a lot of people. You know, I've talked about um, empaths in the past. How some people who are uh, emotionally immature or emotionally sensitive. They think automatically that makes them an empath. <clears throat> Not necessarily. But I don't want people to think that I'm being harsh about it. Because at the end of the day, uh, somebody who's emotionally sensitive, a lot of times that is the first telltale sign of being energetically sensitive. Is that we start taking on feelings and vibes and emotions that aren't ours. And that is how we differentiate from uh, being just simply emotionally sensitive and being energetically sensitive. Because sometimes I can be both. I can be energetically sensitive, and sometimes I can allow that to make me feel emotionally sensitive where I have to self-care a lot more than usual because I have depression and anxiety and a very um, high way of thinking. I put a lot of pressure on myself, and uh, that has a tendency to make me have to self-care more often, you know? And uh, But I just, you know, being an empath, I really find it goes, it does not serve humanity and it doesn't serve anyone when we don't allow people to um, to be themselves and to interpret the world and life in their own unique way. Um, <clears throat> so I would never try to silence someone just for being different. Um, I think Joe Rogan occasionally tippy toes into conspiracy theory points of view, um, but occasionally he also uh, uncovers a more nuanced point of view because, you know, that's the problem with politics today is that, you know, liberals have to believe X, Y, Z and, and conservatives have to believe A, B, C. 
and any deviation from that, and we tend to um, <clears throat> we tend to want to punish or we tend to uh, vilify anyone that doesn't um, fit or match our definition of what a liberal or conservative is supposed to be. So at the end of the day, do I like everything that's going on on the right? No. Do I talk about it? Sure. But I'm not trying to cancel people. I am not trying to punish people. I just think that people as wealthy as Fox News, as wealthy as Joe Rogan, have a greater responsibility to not only speak the truth, but to make sure that we're not creating a society of riled up sociopaths and predators. You know, the more you, you know, because... You know, do I talk about injustice and inequality? Sure. Do I talk about um, corporate jobs and the corporate agenda? Sure. Um, does that mean that I want you guys to get so angry and riled up that you become antisocial um, and, and criminal? Fuck no. That's the difference. You know, when we rile people up in our society by playing on their um, vulnerabilities, uh, we are weaponizing their emotions. We're weaponizing their Christianity or we're weaponizing their, um, their conservative or liberal points of view. And so we have to make sure you guys in life that we don't get so entrenched in our political camp that we can't think for ourselves and we can't let others be what they are. And when we feel like we have to personally take vengeance or vendetta on another person, we are just wrong. We have to, check ourselves before we riggedy wreck ourselves you guys because no that is not how we create a less punitive society <laughs> that's what i talk about all the time is creating a less punitive society we do not want to be a society so scared to be ourself that we repress ourselves that is repressiveness that is regression and when we uh, when we uh, do certain things in our society that force people uh, to feel scared or, or fearful or, or, or nervous to come out as what they really are, we are allowing ourselves to uh, weaponize our points of view to punish those that don't share our points of view. And um, while I do feel that we should, uh, you know, fight tyranny, fight regressive thinking, fight po uh, extreme points of view sometimes, uh, that we do not have to make it our personal vendetta to call out individuals. That's not what it's about you know occasionally i'll talk about individuals because i'm trying to make a point but we sh but i'm not trying to cancel my friends i'm not trying to silence people who disagree with me that's just not right you know so that's what i just wanted to talk about you know i just wanted to talk about uh, you know the show um <clears throat> i've been working on the patreon i've been working on the youtube channel i want it to be special i want the tier system to be just right but I keep flip-flopping back and forth because, you know, I want to give you more, 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 but I also have uh, limited time and resources. And so I have to make sure that when I'm setting up these tiers, I do it in a way that I feel like I'm rewarding you guys, but I'm also not um, putting myself, you know, because I could force myself into 80 hours a week job if I get too generous. Um, I would love to be as generous as possible, but at the end of the day, I have to think about the brand. I have to think about my own time and efforts. And, and so I'm trying to create a balance where um, I create an empath tribe and I create newsletters and we can uh, open up the discussion and, and have a just a big tribe of a community, if you will, of people uh, who um, can talk with each other and get solace and comfort 
out of each other because we all share similar, not only points of view, but we share uh, similar hardships. And that's what this is about is to build a community just like church, you know, <clears throat> except that we're not, uh, we're not believing in God and Jesus. We're, we're believing in the power of kindness. We're believing in the power of goodness and we're believing that, uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And so if I ever grow, uh, more famous than I am now, and I'm not very famous yet, but if I grow more famous, I assure you that I will never forget my poor, humble roots. I want to take care of people. I want, nobody should have to be paying rent, uh, and working a, a job forever and ever and ever without relent. We, we, we have to have more reasons to live than simply to just get by. Um, and, and so that's why we fight these corporate systems. It's not that everything about them is bad. It's that these greedy agendas, um, put an a unbalanced proportion of, of, uh, of responsibility on their workers and they don't take responsibility for lightening their load so that their employees are happy and well cared for and well paid and have a good work to home balance. And so that's why we fight. We don't want to rile people up. We don't want people to become anti-corporate necessarily. Uh, if you don't like corporations, um, join the club. I don't always like them either, but it's not because they're corporations. It's because their practices are regressive and they cannot, um, we as a society cannot uh, get better if we are um, always fighting off powers that are so wealthy and so big and they have such influence in our politics. They have influence in our public sphere that um, they are... Um, trying to make people feel okay with mediocrity. And that's not right. I truly and sincerely believe that some systems exist to uh, tow the status quo. In other words, they want the status quo to exist because it's working really well for them. And when be people become more intelligent, when people become uh, more free uh, they don't rely on these systems anymore and, and therefore they can become their competition. And so they want to eradicate free thought. They want to eradicate uh, free thinking and individuality because it, it, it allows people to think for themselves. And when people think for themselves, they grow wise to the schemes going on out there. You know, it's like all these, um, every time you start a new job and everybody, you have to play, they, they always play that video, those anti, um, <clears throat> uh, those anti-union uh, videos where they're like, we hear it, such and such, believe that we can govern ourselves and blah, blah, blah. And they're trying to trick people into the Republican point of view, which is that we don't need collective bargaining. And I don't care if you're a Republican or Democrat, you guys, we need public, we need that. Now, does that mean that everything about unions is righteous and good? No, um, if you, you know, a lot of times their argument against, um, you know, the right wing point of view, their arguments about, uh, against unionizing uh, is because they think it um, gets rid of uh, freedom. But no, it actually increases freedom because it gives you collective leverage over your employer who has all the money and all the power. And if you don't have some leverage over your employer to modify their behavior, they can get away with anything they want. And so I remember a long time ago, I was working, I was getting ready to start a job at Target and that video came on and I was kind of snickering the whole time. And, uh, 
I wasn't, you know, I had to watch myself because I didn't want to go too far, <laughs> but I couldn't help myself. I was just laughing. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, the, the, the gal there, the HR gal was like, uh, do you have a problem? I'm like, well, yes, a little bit, but it's, you know, I'm not, you know, never mind. You know, I was trying to uh, say, no, no, no. You know, she wanted to put me on the spot. And I said, okay, fine. I said, I said, how are we regular poor people supposed to have leverage over these uh, wealthy systems if we don't have uh, unions? You know, and she tried to tell me all these things. And I was like, I don't think so. You know, so can we take issue with unions? Sure. I don't, I think some union dues are too high. Sometimes, uh, they don't have the right collective bargaining power. Sometimes they're, they're too expensive. Sometimes they get, uh, complacent. And so we have to hold those unions accountable so that they actually are for us and not just for themselves. Because that's what happens in a lot of these big unions is they get so wealthy and powerful and they're taking a portion of your paycheck every two weeks or whatever. <clears throat> and then they, and then that, uh, they get so big that they start becoming, uh, more, more interested in their own wealth and their own agendas than, than actually uh, protecting you. So my point is, is that, um, we absolutely need unions. Um, but now that we have these unions, we have to make sure that we keep them in proper check because if they're going to represent our values and our best interest, the only way we can do that is by holding them accountable. Um, but we don't have to do that in a way where we're hateful. We don't have to do that in a way where we're trying to cancel them. We simply want to hold them accountable uh, when they deviate from helping out the little guy. If their interest becomes greater than our interest, then no, it, they should be put in check. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, here at the show, you know, Rebecca and I uh, are just aging, getting older, trying to learn how to age gracefully we're, we're learning uh, how to deal with our mental health woes we're, we're learning how to um uh, to focus our energy on uh, good intentions and and to become better empaths to become uh better uh, uh, uh podcasters for you guys so that you guys get something not only uh insightful and educational but hopefully still entertaining and fun as well and so i'm always trying to ride that line between um, you know, playfulness and educational, you know. And so at the end of the day, I don't want to mislead anybody. I think we all have a right to our own opinions. We all have a right to live our lives the way we see fit. And that's just freedom. And we should love freedom. And when we disagree with other people or we disagree with other systems, we can disagree in ways that aren't hateful. We can disagree in ways that aren't spiteful. We can disagree in ways that uh, don't cause more hatred uh, than, than good, you know, because if you're truly an energetically sensitive person or, or at least you, you claim to be progressive, then you have to, you guys, you have to understand where the line is. When you go too far and become militant and become fringe, uh, you, you not only do you sometimes prop up conspiracy, conspiratorial points of view that aren't um, necessarily uh, vetted correctly, um, but we also become hateful and scornful, uh, uh, and that uh, just creates energy in our society of punitiveness where we have to watch out for each other. And we should not have to watch out for each other, especially when we're in the same uh, political camp or especially if we're in all empaths or especially if we all seem to agree on a um, certain way of living and, and existing. You know, um, at the end of the day, 
we're we're always going to be fighting our opponent of some kind, whether that be um, fighting uh, our political opponent opponent or or fighting our uh, somebody that we disagree with. But we don't have to make it our mission to hurt others. That is wrong. And so at the end of the day, I would just ask you guys, if you're getting political, uh, that's okay. I want you to learn and grow and understand the ins and outs of policy and why, uh, you know, certain infrastructure packages are good and why perhaps certain agendas are bad. I want you guys to get into the weeds with uh, that, but the, don't get entrenched into the he said, she said, hate mongering of it because when we do that, we're creating energies of punishment and, and hatred and ignorance and intolerance. And we don't want that. So if you care about freedom and you care about people, um, try very hard. I know it's not easy sometimes because some people are actually predators and they're dangerous. Um, and so that's like what I did when I, when I find a sociopath or a predator or somebody that I find is, um, energetic, energetically dangerous to me, I just block them. You know, it's not because I want to silence them, although <laughs> sometimes we we want to silence those who are um, giving out bad information. Uh, but I don't want to silence him uh, because of because they're different point of view than me. I want to silence them because they're destructive and um, and they're trying to create an agenda where uh, people like them and hate others and uh, they're they're trying to devalue or. Um, or say, oh, these other empaths aren't real empaths, only I'm a real empath and you should follow me instead. And I've never, ever done that, you guys. If you like other empaths or other empath shows out there, great. You should look at all points of view so that you can learn and grow into understanding what uh, energy is and how energy works and the dynamics of energy and intention. So I'm all for differing points of view just so long as it's not trying to ruin somebody's life. That is just not right. So that is my bonus episode for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Rebecca and I are working on season three. We want to get a lot more into the weeds with ghosts and cryptids. Uh, it's just that, you know, this is that time of the year where mental health, uh, I think, needs to be on the front burner. We're all dealing with bad jobs. We're all dealing with very divisive um, politics. We're dealing with now... Ukraine and Putin. Oh, Jesus Christ. Never fucking ends, does it? Uh, but you guys, uh, we here at Surviving Empathy, we are friendly people. We are um, just, we like our coffee. We like being calm and relaxed. Sure, I get a little excitable from time to time. I get passionate. Um, but never mistake people's, pa- uh, my, my passion especially, never mistake passion for hate. Um, passion is a saloon door. Sometimes it makes us passionately happy. Sometimes it makes us passionately unhappy. And so, um, but just because I get a little bit unhappy doesn't mean that I'm trying to hurt people or, or, or devalue them or to, um, to silence them or to cancel them. No fucking way. We have to understand that the difference that we, we, if we want to live in a free society, Sometimes we're going to have to live and deal with people that um, just see things so differently from us that we're like, what? You know, and, and, and me and me and Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca and I believe in um, just freedom, um, but also believing in goodness and kindness. And when people become uh, predatorial or sociopathic, um, that's where we have a problem, whether it's on the right or the left or, or none of that. Um, we, we, we just want the world to be 
sustainable. We want uh, people to be cheerful, uh, but we want people to be thoughtful too. Um, you know, you can't live on a diet of cotton candy alone. You have to sometimes eat your broccoli. That being said, um, I don't want to bum you guys out so frequently that uh, we don't also entertain you and lift your spirits. It's just as important for me that I educate you on the realities of the world as also um, enlightening you and, in, and, and, and inviting you into a, a happier uh, mindset. I want to make you uh, feel cheerful. I want you to feel empowered. I want you to feel like robust mental health is possible because we're imperfect people and we're putting on this show for you. We're growing our business and our brand, doing all these great things. Um, but we're nobody special. I, I just want to illustrate that imperfect people can do great things and, and that we should allow for that when we meet people uh, that uh, are doing good work. We should um, value that and respect that. And so that's why I love <clears throat> my uh, po- fellow podcasters out there, even if we don't always agree on politics, even if we don't always agree on um, uh, certain you know methods. Uh, the point is, is that uh, I want everybody in this world to succeed because when we have a, a society where everybody feels like they can succeed and they can quit a tyrannical or oppressive job and they can go and do something that speaks to their soul. Uh, we create better outcomes for our society, but we also create a better energy and less punitive society so that we can all enjoy those freedoms without feeling like somebody's going to come up and start hating on us and trying to destroy us for no reason. That, no, come on, get a grip. That's too immature for me. Um, so anyways, we will be back in about a week, you guys. Thank you so very much for being a fan, being a friend. Uh, we absolutely adore you guys, and uh, we just want to put on a good show and uh, know where the line of decency is and to um, educate and relate to you in a normal, down-to-earth, uh, you know, way that, you know, most regular people can uh, identify with. You know, we're not radicals. We're not weirdos. We're, we're very normal, down-to-earth people, and that's where we're coming from is a very down-to-earth you know, coffee and coffee talk kind of way. We're just sipping coffee and, and, and trying to um, make the world a better place incrementally through good cheer, uh, but also through logic and reason and uh, understanding where the line ought to be, you know. So anyway, thanks, you guys. We'll be back in one week uh, and uh, enjoy your day. And thank you so much for everything. Look out for my Patreon. Look out for my YouTube channel. And uh, if you can contribute, um Anything at all, I would really appreciate it. You know, I haven't earned one red cent over this yet. And um, frankly, I'm tired of being broke. I call it hashtag broke life. <laughs> uh, but it's because I, I quit an oppressive job so that I could do something passionate that I care about. And that's what I'm doing here. And that's why I absolutely need your support. And I promise you, for all the support you give me, I will always try to support you in any way that we can. Uh whether you be an empath or just somebody who uh, becomes a friend of the show. Um, there's going to be four different tiers and uh, it's going to be great. And um, But I want you guys to understand those tiers don't mean that I think anybody's superior to another. It just means that I'm going to give certain advantages to people who give us a little bit more help. Um, that being said, you're all my empath tribe. I love you all. And I thank you guys for listening. And uh, next season, 
we're going to go into ghosts and ghosts and ghosts and ghosts and ghosts and all the paranormal. We're going to do so much more paranormal stuff. Sorry that it took a backseat this season, but, you know, sometimes mental health is more important. So that's what we did. So thank you, guys. I love you. We'll see you soon and have a good day. And uh, anything you can do to uh, share my Instagram, share the podcast, uh, pitch in a couple of bucks, anything that you can do to help me grow will not only help us, but it will help the world become a kinder, better place. I promise you that we only have the best intentions for everybody involved. So it's a win-win. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time. Love you.